jazzguitarlessons.net improve your jazz guitar playing with a real teacher podcast number eight on building a chord vocabulary for jazz guitarists of course and analysis of the tune the miles of a song solar so let's start with talking about chords i just want to talk a little bit about you know what happens with guitarists in general i find that are attempting to comp in the jazz uh, quote-unquote idiom Uh, I have a lot of students coming up to me and saying, okay, uh, when I blow, you know, I take up my pick and I solo like crazy. Then I have this other gear where I just drop the pick and play with my fingers. And uh, the two worlds don't seem to mesh together. They don't collide at all. It's either uh, first gear soloing or second gear comping or, you know, the other way around. Um, and a lot of people see... You know, they will hear, I don't know, Lenny Bro, Ed Bickert, or even Wes Montgomery play chord lines and say, wow, how can they play, how can they solo with chord like this? How can I develop the same type of fluidity with chords than I have with lines in general? So here's just a few little things that you may want to think about. Uh, I've recorded a video already. It's called uh, Turn Your Chords Into Chord Melodies or Melodize Your Chords, something like that. And it relates to this first tip any chord shape that you know already can be transformed into one more shape or two more shapes or three more shapes uh, imagine just changing one finger someplace then you could see what's the what the the underlying melodies under that are or even if you said all right i know this chord instead of plucking the whole thing i could just play two strings or three strings that you choose right uh, for instance Let's do, let's do just one example because I don't want to write any sheet music for this. So let's say you have A minor 7. Right? You play it at the 5th fret and it's strings 6, 4, 3 and 2 that are all played uh, same fret at the 5th fret. You know, generally my habit is to play the bass note with the 2nd finger and the 3 other notes with the 3rd finger. And now you'll see why. Imagine that all the notes stay the same except the second string, this note, goes down two frets here, and we get this chord. Ah, nice. So now it's A minor 11th. If you already knew A minor, you already knew the other one. It's just a matter of changing one little thing, right? So if you get into the habit of being, um, you know, exploring, being explorative, instead of that an adjective i don't know anyways if you decide to explore chords on your own you'll find a lot of beautiful stuff so for me if i was just starting here i'd say this and then i'd say this okay and then this probably and then this one also and then this and then this one too And so on and at some point you modify your thing so much it becomes another shape right um, and that's what all the great great jazz guitarists say i mean i i don't put myself in that category that's not the point but I'm saying yeah uh, let's say you took west montgomery or you took uh, any guy that's still alive and say you know how can i learn chords for real and say well take what you know and you know dig around it and see what you can find right so that's the first advice the other advice i have for you is learn your chords in scales and there's a ton of stuff on jazzguitarlessons.net about this i mean if you know c major seventh chord 
you might as well just learn C major chords, all in C major. That's C minor 7, E minor 7, F major 7, G dominant, A minor 7, B minor 7 flat 5, and you're back with your first voicing. If you do that with every chord you know and you put it in the context of a scale, you'll get seven times as much information for the same thing. So imagine you're copying on a tune and instead of sitting on this chord, you may want to do... You know, you wind up only in first inversion, meaning uh, I went from C, D minor seven, E minor seven, and that's all there is to it. But if you don't know the context of your chord within a scale, whether it be any scale, it doesn't matter. If you don't know this, well, you are not exploring the full potential of that single chord. And that's where you can get extensions. That's where, you know, if your bass player is playing C major, you may be deciding to play E minor seven instead, like this, and your bass player do this. And now you're realizing you're playing on extensions and that I've talked about quite a lot. So that's my second tip. Uh, the third tip is you have to learn your inversions too. Uh, whether it be just learning your triads over the fingerboard and then learning open voicings or whatever the material is. But when you know one chord, I'll do a, something I like to do on the last four strings that you can find on the, uh, the big five warm-ups for chords. It's found in the, in the chords section of jazzguitarlessons.net. So it's just C major seven. In the first position, the notes are E, B, C, and G, right? This is one thing, but the same notes can be reordered on the same group of strings like this. And like this again. This one I don't like because of... But still. And here. So I played four times the same thing. But I only reordered the chords. And by doing this, by the same token, you're learning your fretboard. If you have troubles with some spots, you'll just identify what notes are, and that's great. Uh, so that's my uh, fourth tip. Um, and lastly, you know, there's a lot. There's I could be here for an hour and still be talking about it, right? But uh, there's a technical aspect, and that's that's how you're deciding to pluck the chords. And there's a ton of examples of this. If you listen to, I don't know, Kurt Rosenwinkel, he'll be striking chords like this, you know, really going with the pick really strongly. And if you listen to another guy, um, they'll be more um, playing more with their fingers, maybe, or plucking two notes first and then, you know, or uh, there's just many ways you can uh, decide to strike the notes within the chord. And even though it doesn't seem like it, it makes a huge difference in the sound. It makes a C major seven chord sound like a little bit differently in your ears, but you're still playing the same notes, but you're varying your approach. So you, I mean, in order to build a chord vocabulary, you have to give this some thoughts and some uh, experimentation. You have to experience how it feels like to plug the chords for you, depending on your hands, on your guitar, on your past experience. If you're a folk player and you want to play jazzier, you'll approach it completely different than in if you're a classical player, right? And um, once more, I could still be here in two days and still be talking about chords, but don't forget the rhythmic aspect of it. If you listen to guys like Ed Bickert or Lenny Bro, Ted Green, um, yes, they have 
ton of beautiful har harmonies and melodies within and everything's moving, it's beautiful, but they always play straight in the pocket. And uh, when you listen to Ed Bickert playing in a trio, it's like, wow, okay, yes, he's got all this stuff, but he's playing in good rhythms too, which make the stuff sound twice as big. So don't forget to set your metronome or if you're working on some chords, take the time to Know, set a tempo and then practice your chords and the tempo and see with what type of rhythms you you can you know come up with instead of just being you know this is notes this is notes this is notes and then you're still you're always playing but there's no there's no ground there's no floor for, for that so that's to keep in mind and once more it takes time and patience it takes experience uh, you know you have to to go through a lot of failed attempts at uh, copying for a sax player or copying in the middle of your solos but uh, you know it's not a matter of getting you discouraged i'm just saying there's no magic pill the same way a football or baseball or hockey player cannot just go and play the sport they have to practice 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 you have to practice and if you're if you like it enough and if you you really uh, uh, you have something in mind that you're aiming for you'll you'll be able to get it so that's it for chords now for the second part of this podcast which will be shorter i wanted to do a short analysis of the tune solar solar is a miles davis tune you can look it up on the look it up on the website it's just 12 bar but it's not a blues haha <laughs> And it's in C minor, but the really fun thing for people who can already play blues is that it starts on a C minor tonic, let's say a, like C minor 6 sound, like this, or a C minor major 7 type of thing. You know, it's really a... And when it goes to the four chord, if you say you're in C, right, you're going to F chord in bar five, but you're not going to F minor this time, you're going to F major. And that creates a lot of nice contrast. So first four bars, C minor seven, or a C minor six, or a C minor major seven, that type of sound. And then we're aiming to go to F major. So we're doing a two five in F major, G minor seven, C7 and land on F major. So that's the first four bars. It's pretty straightforward, you know. That's uh, as you can describe it maybe better than this, but as far as scales go, it's C minor, melodic minor or tonic sound, then a 2-5 to F. Then the, far, the four bars in the middle, F major 7, or F major of some sort, right? Sorry. Like this. Then the next chords are aiming to go to E flat major. We're doing a 2-5 in A flat major. So there's no need to see the next chord as a plain F minor on its own. In bar, um, in bar 7, it's not just an F minor. It's a 2 of a 2-5 in E flat major, right? B flat 7 to E flat major. And then same process re-happens. The E flat major becomes an E flat minor, and that's a two, five, a uh, flat seven going to D flat major seven, and you're done. That's a whole tune. So it's like a, 
a blues that's uh, like on steroids, if you like. Basically, uh, slowly, C minor, first two bars, G minor 7, C7, that's a 2 5 to F major, we're not on F major now, two bars, then F minor 7, that's a 2, B flat 7, that's the 5 to 1, which is a E flat major 7. E flat major 7 becomes minor, it's the 2. E flat minor 7, A flat 7, that's the 5 to the 1 D flat major 7. And the last part is used to come back to C minor 7. That's G7, and we're back to the top. So it's an easy tune, you know what, you should really uh, learn the melody. And listen to, uh, if you're a Pat Metini fan, the, the one called... Uh, I can't recall, I know it's with Dave Holland on the bass and with... Oh my god, I don't want to tell names and they're wrong. So just check out this recording, it's from late 80s, early 90s. It's just trio. It's a record on which they do um, all the things you are. They do solar, they do a bunch of other really fun things. And, you know, they play it pedal to the metal, which is <laughs> really interesting. You can check out Brad Meldau playing Solar as well. And of course, the Miles Davis All-Star, the, the, the original recording, the very first one, which is not a breakneck tempo, which is fairly, uh, uh, you know, one, two, one, two, three, four, something like that. It's not too fast. So that's it for podcast number eight. And I'll leave you with uh, some sort of attempt at improvising on my part on the tune Solar, and I'll see you soon on jazzguitarlessons.net. Improve your jazz guitar playing with a real teacher. Thank you.